Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we look stupid at Rocky 2 one magic time minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And joining us this week, we have Scott Corelli, the hey. doing genre boss man. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, guys. We are uh, best behavior today. <laughs> uh, you're, you're welcome back anytime, Scott. We thank you for joining us. Yeah, this probably wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for you. You you helped me out so much when we were trying to get this thing off the ground that uh, you know we're eternally grateful. Ah, you guys would have figured it out. It's fine. No, probably not. <laughs> you don't know us very well. We have such little faith in our technical skills. We would have given I'm... up long ago. <laughs> Today we're knocking out minute thirty-one, which begins with "Is he ready there?" and it ends with Rocky splashing. Is that, is that what he? I thought he said. Is he? <laughs> I thought he said, is he ready, dear? So I did I. Couldn't, I couldn't figure out why this man was calling another man dear. So did I, but I turned on the subtitles. And it it's was more there? Like a, yeah, it's there, but it's he does it like a a Jerry Lewis kind of delivery. Mm. <laughs> I have in my notes, dear, explanation, point, explanation, point, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, explanation point, question mark, question mark. I couldn't, understand, I couldn't figure it out. Listen, is he ready, dear? Yeah, it's there. Okay. Well, we learn something every day. Another funny thing about the... Uh, because I, I wanted to see the subtitles to see if he was saying there or dear. Um, but when it goes to the next guy who says, the the makeup guy who goes, finito, mm-hmm. all it says is, speaks another language. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everybody can deduce what he's saying when he says finito. Yeah. And I don't think he's, you know, he speaks another language. It's just a... <laughs> he was just being a... Uh, an American guy. Yeah, he was... I like the dramatic pause though. The is he ready? Well, we never know. It's, is he ready there? Finito. <laughs> <laughs> like this is my masterpiece. Brings a little culture to Rocky, you know. Scott, um, you being uh, you know filmmaker yourself, we're going to ask you a lot of <laughs> set questions. <laughs> yeah, this is it's a good minute for you. Did he pick these or did you pick them for him? No, he he requested oh, these. This is this makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have. Were you regretting that? Uh, I, have, I have some questions. <laughs> Well, this is just uh, I, there's there's this is a problematic commercial uh, to say the least. Uh, but oh yeah, on more than one level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, I you know I guess this is toward the end of the minute, but I just the whole concept of this I'm a little baffled by. So he's a caveman, but he's been captured <laughs> in a cage. Like, what's going on? Like, what is this? What's supposed to be happening here? By women, apparently. Yeah. By, like, women, modern women hunters? Like, what's he, what, is there an island of cavemen that I don't know about? Like, what's going on? Cavemen that shave as well. Yeah. Cavemen that (laughs) shave. And put makeup on. Use aftershave and have, like, also have, has been, like, keeping, uh, the skulls of like little dinosaur lizard things, like on his <laughs> necklace. Have you, have you ever seen a cleanly shaven caveman before? <laughs> I the, not even on the Flintstones. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, there was at least five o'clock shadows everywhere there. Yeah, he's also he like he also. Um, the, uh, the hair and makeup guy, I assume he might have something to do with the costume as well. And I just, I don't, I mean, why does, why is this caveman like high fashion for like the late 70s with his, <laughs> with his headband? Like I just, he looks like, he literally just looks like a caveman who just saw Saturday Night Fever and was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that must be what men look like now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> also, when he goes, when he says finito, it's like this is my masterpiece. But Rocky looks like shit. Yeah, no, he looks yes. terrible. He looks terrible. It's a terrible makeup job. Yeah. Um, the, uh, one problem I have aside from the, actually, we'll get to. It. We're not there yet. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> well, when uh, Rocky asks, "How do I look?" the um, agent gives him the typical uh, mm-hmm. showbiz lip service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best. The, the assistant says fabulous, and then he motions to Adrian like she's going right. to agree with them. But she doesn't say anything at first. Mm-hmm. No, different. And then so. he asks her, and then she says, yeah, she gives him the very diplomatic answer. Like she, You could tell she's disappointed. She doesn't like the way this is going. She doesn't like the way he looks, but she's not. this is her man. She's not going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty, plenty of time for her not to believe in him in the future. <laughs> but, but right now, she's not. Is early on, she's not going to not believe in him. So she just gives a diplomatic answer. It's different. Yeah, I mean, I you know the thing that um, with, with Adrian here is like I, I think that Adrian, because I mean this is this this whole movie is all about sort of like what 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 are we as human beings, individuals, put on this planet to do, and. This is not what he's supposed to be doing. And <laughs> no. he's only doing it for her because she doesn't want him to fight anymore. Uh, and so he's like, well, I got to make money somehow. And so, you know, this is one of the options that he chooses um, to try out. And I think she just kind of feels guilty. Like, oh, I I turned I turn my husband into a clown because I won't let him fight. <laughs> uh, and he's got all his eggs in this commercial basket too because of the extravagant shopping spree that right. he went on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, you know and the whole time he's like oh it's it's good i'm gonna be making commercials now mm-hmm. so like right even before he anything comes out of his mouth she's like oh this is what's a mistake mm-hmm. ever since in my opinion ever since rocky left the hospital the wheels have started in motion of what leads him up to fighting again. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole bunch of series of events that lead him back to, to the point where he just has to fight again. You know, a, a he leaves the hospital, he gets married. So that's one reason because he's married now. He's got to support. He always had to just worry about him his entire life. He never had to worry about anybody else, but him. Mm-hmm. Now he's got to worry about providing for Adrian. Mm-hmm. Then she gets pregnant. Uh, so I guess we're about two kids. He does the shopping two, spree. So- one kid, two things. Oh, maybe I, thought, maybe I was thinking Adrian was a child. <laughs> so two, so two people he doesn't care for now, and then he goes on the shopping spree. He wants, you know, he wants to be able to buy things for Adrian, and he was back. He was excited about being able to buy her the coat and the car and all this stuff. So he wants to to have that life, um, you know. But he needs some way to make money to do that. So he starts the, and then we see him things start playing out to where we're eventually going to come to the point where he's has no choice but to mm-hmm. fight again. There's another mm-hmm. factor I'll get to later. Ask me about it later. Maybe in minute five of this. Okay. Week. Maybe Friday. Ask me, wait, Jay, what was that other thing? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, Rocky, the poor guy, like he's just, you know, he can't do much. Like that's, that's his thing is like, he doesn't, he's not good at a great many things. Uh, and, you know, as we'll find out later in the series, he's pretty good at running a restaurant. You know, he's pretty good at that. Um, and he's pretty good at being a trainer as we'll find out uh, in another series. Um, but, but he is not, he's, although even as a trainer, he's not without his, uh, fallible, uh, things, uh, Rocky five. Um, (laughs) but, but, uh, uh, I, you know, the guy, the guy, he isn't good at a great many things, but one thing that he's good at is, is boxing and he's trying not, he's trying everything he can to not do the thing that he's good at, you know? And it's because he wants to 
do something. He he wants to support his family. He wants to do something for Adrian and and their their baby, but he he's just not good at anything. He wants to do those things, but he also doesn't want to like make them sad. Like he doesn't want to injure himself in a way that is going to be um, permanent or anything like that. So you know, the poor guy is between a rock and a hard place because all he's ever wanted to do was box. Mm-hmm. And now he's not supposed to do that anymore uh, from Adrian's wishes and from the doctor's wishes. And it's, you know, poor guy. Like he just, he doesn't know what he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I, tr- I truly believe that he meant when he said that he was retired in the hospital, mm-hmm. I believe that he meant that. All right. Because mm-hmm. I've seen, <clears throat> you've seen after a, a tough fight, like, you know, boxers, MMA guys, they'll declare their retirement at the press conference after the fight, only to fight again in another year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at some point, that wears out, that wears off, and he's ready to get back in the ring, but it's her that's stopping him. So he wants to fight. Um, this is mm-hmm. this the, the commercials and the, the office job that he so desperately wants. It's for her. He's trying all these things to... to it, it's kind of like... When you're dating someone or you're whatever, this doesn't happen anymore in marriage. When you're dating someone and they want to like dress you up and buy you new clothes and make you whatever, and they get the skinny jeans and the, and, the, and, the, and the tight shirt and the pointy shoes, and you put it all on and you try to impress her. So you put it all on, you're looking in the mirror and you're like wearing it for her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it looks great. And you look in the mirror and, and you're just like, this isn't me. Like, I look ridiculous. Like, like this is not how I dress. But you, you, Wear it for her, and it lasts for a couple months in the relationship. You're wearing ridiculous clothes because you want to, you know, you know, make your woman happy. And then at some point, either you break up or you just go like, you know, this is ridiculous. This isn't me. And you shed the clothes and you go back to your whatever you wear. And that's what he's doing. He's doing this to make her happy. And at some point, he's going to realize that this isn't him. Skip the part where you go out and your friends make fun of you. Yeah, and then at some point, your your woman just goes, "All right, go, go put your old jeans on and get your sweatshirts out yeah. and, and be yourself." Yeah, well, I mean, and I think that she's, uh, you know, she's trying to understand Rocky because I think that she appreciates, like, how much he obviously loves her and, you know, she's never had someone feel that way about her, which is crazy, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, like, you know, she she really likes this guy, but she doesn't know him that well. And so she probably just thinks, I mean – there's got to be something else he's good at, right? Like other than punching people. And and so she's, you know, she's being supportive of him trying all these things because, you know, she doesn't want to see him get hurt. He's the father of her child. I mean, you know, she's he's uh, her, her husband, but like ultimately at the end of the day, he ends up having to get back in the ring and while she's not supportive at first, like ultimately she is supportive because I don't know. It's like it's like in the first film he was really doing it for himself, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Like I got to see if I can do this. In this movie, I think the reason that he doesn't just go the 15 rounds he wins is because now he's fighting for someone else. He's fighting mm-hmm. for his wife and he's fighting for his son. You know, I was going to I was going to argue that this he has not less of a reason, but different reason to fight this time. Like the last time he just wanted, he wanted to prove to himself and everybody that he's not a bum. So he wanted to go the 15 rounds. This is like, it's almost like he didn't want to fight, but he got back in the ring at a necessity, you know, not, not that, that burning desire inside him. Um, So I, I, I would have suggested that maybe he fought this time for the wrong reasons, 
but no, I mean, if you're fighting for for to support your family, then yeah, that's obviously a better reason than just wanting to yeah. prove it to yourself. Well, and, and I mean, she wouldn't support him, and then she goes into labor, has their son, he comes to the hospital, and it's when they're face-to-face with their, this baby that she's like, all right, you actually do need to get in the ring and kick some ass, because <laughs> yeah. we've, we've got, look, look at this, look at this child, we have to, we have to protect this child, go kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good enough reason for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, like she just has that wake up call where it's like, you know, at, at this point, all she cares about is Rocky. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as she has a baby, it's they're both sort of on the same page where it's like, oh, right, we don't need to worry about each other. We actually need to take care of this child. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's what happens when you're a parent, right? It's like just suddenly nothing else matters except for your baby. Um, and, and so I kind of, I like that that's sort of her wake up call is like coming face to face with her kid. It's It's like, okay, yeah, I guess you really are only good at one thing. So go do the good thing. (laughs) Do the one thing you're good at. It definitely is a better reason than revenge, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that in a couple of years. (laughs) It's, uh, it's more pure for sure. Um, and, and I mean, cause I mean, that's ultimately right. Like that's kind of what Apollo's doing. Like Apollo wants to do it because he's just like, no, like I, you know, I, I won that. And now everyone's saying I didn't win it and I got to show them that I'm going to win it. <laughs> like he's, he's doing it for like very bad reasons. Um, which is why he loses this time. I think that actually, um, maybe it calls to mind the, um, the question that we've been asking ourselves so far throughout this season, the original title for this was Rocky II Redemption. And we were saying that Rocky doesn't need to be redeemed. Rocky did exactly what he set out to do. So maybe the redemption would refer to Apollo Creed. He needs more redemption than Rocky does. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, maybe that's why they dropped the title. You know? Yeah. They're like, actually, this doesn't really make yeah. any sense. Why are we talking about the bad guy of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very wise. Um, she. What? You I, I was just. Uh, is it makeup is not one word? Makeup's two words now. Is that or back <laughs> what are you then? Auto corrected. No, it's usually it has a hyphen. In, Actually, I looked it up because I. I, or I see, it doesn't look right. Look, you see it on the chair. Like it doesn't look right. So oh, I looked it up, and it said when it's when it's a uh, a verb, like you have to make up your assignment. It's two words, mm-hmm. and when it's a noun, as in the makeup, it's one word, no mm-hmm. hyphen. So I. I mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, unless it was different in the 1976-1979, I don't know. Well, I mean, but this is the this is the this is the verb because he's he's getting made up to make up. Can mm-hmm. it be all right? All right. This is where it's, you sit. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's where you sit for uh, the makeup because it's like it's uh it's it's everything. It's like a department makeup. All right, it's a makeup department. Well, it, so that's a verb. That would be yeah, a noun. Jesus. Well, let me look. Let me yeah. see. Can. <laughs> All right, carry on. I'm going to look it up on Google. <laughs> she she uh, she becomes a little more honest with him when when they're walking to the set, and he says, "I look stupid, don't I?" And she says, yeah, "Just flat out, yes." <laughs> I love that about her. She's the best. Mm-hmm. She it's like she didn't want to she didn't want to embarrass Rocky in front of the other people. Right. But when it's just the two of them, then then she'll be fully honest with him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I mean that's a good marriage right there. It is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because let me see in the, in the, I have the novelization here, Scott, and, uh, it's read from Rocky's point of view. Um, but he, in the book, it says that, uh, when he asks her, how do I look? She says pretty good, which is a lie. 
because mm-hmm. she doesn't believe that. She says different, and then she says, and when he asks, do I look stupid? She says, yes. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, a little different than in the book because, you know, she would never lie to him. Right. Well, and I and I think, too, the book was probably written before the movie was filmed, most likely, because um, uh, Stallone supposedly wrote it, right? That's correct. The, the novel. The novelization, yeah. Um, so he probably wrote it like in conjunction with writing the the script, uh, mm. and then it was it was probably um, uh, what's the what's Adrian's actress? What, what's her name? Telly Shire. Yeah, yeah. It was probably her that was like she wouldn't lie to him. Oh yeah. Yeah, on the set and change the line. Ah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I would say it. Yeah. Do, it does. The script and the book follow very closely. That's why I'm referring to the book a lot more than the script this season. Because um, you know it gets gets into Rocky's mind, which is a place I don't think anywhere anybody should be. <laughs> um, so as as they're walking to the set, um, twenty five seconds into the minute, Jay, mm-hmm. um, way in the background, there's a chair that says Joe Spinell on it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? yep, I saw that. Joe Spinell is the actor who plays Mister Gazzo, and then they pass um, they pass another chair that says Jimmy Nickerson. Mm-hmm. which is more like prominent in the foreground mm-hmm. at about 31 seconds in. And Jimmy Nickerson is the stunt coordinator for both Rocky and Rocky two. Mm. But also later on, we'll see on the clapperboard. It says the cameraman's name is Jim Nickerson. So Ooh. they're just, um, now do you think these were put there intentionally or these were just laying around and they didn't want to buy more chairs? I think they kind of set them up to look like it's a, a set. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's not as, as shoestring of a budget as Rocky One, mm-hmm. where I'm saying, I think could have, you know, could have uh, afforded some some chairs. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> nod, a little nod to the fans. Uh, so okay, um, nothing about this set makes any sense. Uh, <laughs> especially the lighting. Like, why are I don't understand why the crew would be standing in front of the lights. Like that doesn't. <laughs> That's just going to cause like shadows all over the set. Like I don't. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. And when are the lights normally positioned in that sort of way where they're like, I mean, it's kind of, first of all, there's a lot of lights. Yeah. There, there are a lot of lights, but they are shooting on film. Uh, and uh, that, that, you know, you, I don't know. It's light. Lights are weird because you will walk onto a set and you will, with your own eyes, you will be like, there are way too many lights. This is so bright. But then if you look in the camera, like it, it could be, it, I mean, it, it could look like a noir film in the camera. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very, it's, you know, cause it all has to do with like aperture and all of that stuff, but um, all that sort of uh, technical stuff. But yeah, I mean, you're lighting, you're lighting the set for the way that it's going to look in the camera that you're shooting it with. Um, not, the way that it looks on set. That was a early mistake that I used to do back in college uh, would be like, Oh yeah, the set looks great. And then you look in the camera, you're like, why is everything so dark? Oh really? Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's uh it, it's a, it's a weird thing to get um, a handle on. It's why uh, cinematographers are uh, so important. Huh. Um, but uh, cause they, they just have a sixth sense for that stuff. But uh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, I mean, this is, this is just, I, it it baffles me when you watch like movies and TV shows where they're filming stuff on a set in the 
on the show mm-hmm. um, on or on, in the movie. And, and it just doesn't look anything like what a real set looks like. And I'm like, guys, you are literally <laughs> on a set right now. Why can't you make this look like a real set? <laughs> That's how we feel watching cop movies. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> so you, you get a glimpse right off the bat that the director is pushy. So uh, kind of foreshadowing on how this asshole is going to act. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the big club. No, no, <laughs> no caveman costume is complete without the giant club. <clears throat> yeah. It's all the tropes. It's like, uh, you know, Saturday Night Bam Bam. Um, <laughs> but this, this, it, it, it's funny you bring up, like, um, this is like a joke commercial. Like, and he's like an athlete. You know, like, you can't, like, you watch commercials nowadays for athletes. Like, it, it seems like, they're, like, as we're going to go on, like, they're almost making fun of Rocky with yeah. this commercial. Mm-hmm. And, like, nowadays they wouldn't do that to athletes. Like, when LeBron James, Odell Beckham Jr., like, when these guys are in commercials now, like, they wouldn't do this. Like, they're cool commercials where it's making them look cool and tough. And, you know, and they wouldn't be in a commercial where they're, unless it's like one of those old spice commercials or always jokes, but, oh, like, um, <laughs> the guy with the loofah. Yeah. The- <laughs> but unless it yeah. was, like, purposely a joke, they wouldn't do this to athletes nowadays. Like, you know, Floyd Mayweather wouldn't be in this commercial carrying yeah. a giant club around acting stupid. Actually, he might. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, 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 I'm curious about, because, like, honestly, this commercial feels like something from the 50s. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a, like a '70s commercial to me. I don't know if commercials were still like this in the '70s, or if this is just Sylvester Stallone hadn't watched TV in like ten years and like thought the commercials were still like this. Because yeah, I mean, you would think. I mean, the thing that they do with uh, with athletes now is like they don't even have them talk. Like it's usually like mm-hmm. some kind of voiceover, and then just like slow motion shots of them like dunking or wiping sweat off their brow or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not like they don't have them you know reading cue cards and I like this. This feels like um, the Vegemite commercial from uh, from I Love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a like a public access TV set, you know, like the cheapest, yeah. the cheapest set, the cheapest um, get up that he's he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a Saturday Night Live skit or something. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like a real yes. legitimate type of thing. Right, right. The director tells him, "Do it just the way we rehearsed." You want me to believe that they rehearsed this? <laughs> yeah, there's no way they rehearsed this. There's no way. There's no way Rocky has even ever seen this script because you're you're telling me that that Adrian wouldn't have been running lines with him while he was doing makeup. Like she would have done everything possible right. to make sure that he didn't look like a fool any more than he had to. Uh, and yeah, he has no idea what he's saying because he's like, come, you know, as we'll see later, he comments on stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is stupid. Right. It's yeah. the first time yes. he's ever reading it. <laughs> yes. And, and if they if they rehearse this already, they, then then it would lead you to believe that they already know that he can't read. So they would have made some adjustments to account for that prior to starting the actual shooting. So yeah. like you said, he's never seen the script before. This is it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Very unprofessional at this set. <laughs> um, if as if the uh, director isn't showing signs that he's an asshole already, he's condescending to the to the hunter girls too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. calling them deer, telling them to look alive. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "Magic time!" Some random guy yells out, "Speed!" That was one of my questions. What does that mean, speed? 
means the means the camera's rolling. Okay. The 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 camera's rolling and the the film the film is up to speed basically. Ah. Like yeah. Oh, it's, good thing you're on for these minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So it's it just it just means because you know when you when you start up the camera, um, it it ta- you have to like check to make sure that it's running at the right speed that you're wanting to shoot this at. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the regular, so that you're not like shooting it in slow motion or something like that. Mm. Yeah. All right. I said, is that mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay's notes has speed in capital, all caps and with like five question marks after it. <laughs> we would, we would have got there, Jay. Relax. Okay. <laughs> um, so the beast aftershave, the clapperboard guy, mm-hmm. you know who that is? What, the what board guy? The clapperboard. What's the, it? Oh, this guy. The, is that what you call that? A clapperboard? Uh, Did you make that up? Well, yeah, he's, no, it's he, clapperboard. That's what it's called. He's in the credits yeah. as camera assistant. See? That is mm-hmm. Charles Winkler, the producer Erwin Winkler's son. Okay. Who? Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, he uh, he actually did a lot of work with his father's production company. He was a second unit director mm-hmm. on. Um, he, well, he did a lot of other stuff, but specifically worked with his father on a movie called uh, *The Lovely*. In 2004, Rocky Balboa in 06, something called Home of the Brave in 06. He was producer on all of those, as well as Streets of Blood in 09, Survivor in 15, Creed and Creed 2. Creed 2 upcoming, actually. Mm-hmm. Probably out by the time you hear this. Um, he, exec- he executive produced a documentary called From Rocky to Creed, The Legacy Continues. Whoa. Which I watched. Did she? After mm-hmm. watching these minutes. Pretty, pretty good. Talk a lot about Creed. Just, yeah. yeah, you should check it out. Well, it's timely. I'm not a big Creed fan, though. I know. I know. It's well documented. We're going to get into that in how many years? <laughs> a few. <laughs> um, but the clap... Remember, Jay, there was some also some um, discussion on what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. The Clapper Board says today is April 8th, 1976. Okay. Has the director's name, John Plachette, who is the director's real name. And uh, like I said, the cameraman is Jim Nickerson. How did you read that? You have a high def? Uh, well, no. I mean, later minutes you could see it better when okay. it, when it's take fifteen. I still couldn't see it. Wow. So so, wait, wait a second. Mm-hmm. It's April seventy six. Yes. So it's it. This takes place before the first Rocky. No, the fir- the first Rocky was the fight at the end was January was the New Year mm-hmm. New Year's Day nineteen seventy six. Oh, New Year's Day. Okay, for some reason I remembered it being Fourth uh, of July. You know, July that's we- because of the because yeah. of all the America talk and the bicentennial. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like we're, it's not technically the bicentennial until July, right? Right. I mean, that's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. We we actually asked that question because he said it's it's the most important day in American history. January first, nineteen seventy six, and I actually asked that question: Would it be July fourth? Yes, it would. Yeah, be. it would. One hundred percent, it would. Be. <laughs> <laughs> but this is April nineteen seventy six. That means uh, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. I'm going to be born in six. I'm going to be born in six months. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so hold on. So Rocky. So, so Rocky got out of the hospital after the fight. Mm-hmm. Got married to Adrian, and now she's like. Three months pregnant in the course of four months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their first Good date. Lord, <laughs> he's been he's a busy man. Their they, first date was they've only known each other for four, five, six months. Um, or dated for they, you know, six uh, months. Yeah, no, five months. Yeah, five months? it was. Um, oh my god. Their, their first their first date was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving night. 
the fight was New Year's Day. And then oh he, go, he goes to the hospital. They say <laughs> the, the timeline is he's, he was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. I think we said three weeks. So he comes out of the hospital at like, the let's say January 21st, 22nd in there. So two months they've been dating. He proposes to her. They get married. And she gets pregnant. <laughs> like God, immediately. Imagine, imagine, you know, just, you know, rolling up to the pet store in like September and be and and just go going up to Adrian and be like, hey, you know, like that, you know, like that weird bum that comes in here and like talks all awkward with you and and pets the animals and then leaves in the leather jacket, you know that guy. Yeah, you're gonna be married and have a, a baby on the way with him in about four months. So, <laughs> so get prepared. Get prepared because your whole life is gonna be turned upside down in four months. And see those glasses? Gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sure is. I mean, nowadays that would never happen. No. Now people talk online for longer than that before they even meet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. True. Um, I'm done with this minute, you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, why don't you let our fans know exactly what it is that you do? Uh, so I run duelinggenre.com, uh, the network that, uh, this, this show is, uh, part of, and, uh, I am also the co-host on Spider-Man Minute, uh, with Zach Luna and, um, we're on hiatus now. We've done, uh, the first two Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Uh, and then I'm also the co-host with Nick Jimenez on the Cornetto Minute which uh, will be back by the time you hear this uh, talking about uh, hot fuzz one minute at a time, um, which is of course the, uh, the uh, seminal uh, British uh, buddy cop uh, comedy action film um, directed by Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. So we're, we're going to be covering that. So if you like hot fuzz, uh, check that show out. Um, and then I'll, I'll save all of the other things I do for later in the week. Yeah, you definitely have your plate full. And we say it almost every day about, uh, you know, how hard you work and what it is you do. Um, but the Cornetto, tri- the, I love how, like, self-aware the characters in those movies are. Like, when they talk mm-hmm. about, um, what, in Hot Fuzz, they talk about uh, Point Break, right? Mm-hmm. About him shooting yeah. the gun up in the air. And, and like, I, I don't know. It's like they're... They're real people, you know, because that's conversations mm-hmm. that, you know, me and dummy over here would have. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, we're uh, Rocky Minute. Um, you can find us, as Scott said, on DuelingGenre.com. Uh, our Facebook listeners group is called Mighty Mix, and you can find us on at Rocky Minute on all your social media needs. Uh, we have an email. Not that anybody uses it. RockyMinute at gmail.com. Uh, if you feel so inclined and um apple podcasts that's what they call it now right not itunes anymore mm-hmm. um yeah go over there and give us and scott stuff five star reviews what do you say that's <laughs> what, we're, what we're pulling for we want to we want to put our shows in as many ears as possible so um yeah go on over to apple Podcasts and do that and join us tomorrow for a new episode of rocky minute what are we waiting for take us Ready today? Yes. 
Why are you looking at your phone? I always look at my phone. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's how I survive. <laughs> All right. 